You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank of Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, we're brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Each and every day, independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. And brought to you by Alliance Bank, we are joined by Ricky Thompson, our sideline analyst on the Baylor broadcast in his 24th year this season and uh, Ricky two games left uh, headed to Fort Worth to play TCU for what is now called the Blue Bonnet Battle what do you think Uh, there's a trophy it's got a name what do you think about all that well I think most of us and a lot of fans probably won't call it the Blue Bonnet Battle (laughs) 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 right and, and and I'm not just talking about Baylor I think probably most of the TCU folks will call it something else, but uh, there's no question it is a rivalry. And I'm glad to see that in this new schedule that's somewhat complicated with 16 teams, that that game will be played every year. And I think that's really cool. I think it needs to be played. Uh, we don't like them. They don't like us. And that's kind of the way it ought to be. I mean, yeah. that makes it a lot of fun. Huh. And you're right. I mean, this sort of, uh, you know, puts a stamp on the rivalry when it's one of only four, uh, you know, year in and year out games that will be played for Baylor and TCU football. Yeah, absolutely. And that one doesn't surprise me, John. I think as they went through this process and when you have a league like that with that many teams, which this day and time is almost a necessity, I still think it's pretty cool. And also I think it's, really important that you somehow in there maintain some rivalry games just it's good for the league it's good for the teams the schools and it's also good for the league to have those four or five games that are played every year that are conference games that generally create a lot of buzz good crowd and uh, I think that's very important and I think it's cool that we're uh, a part of that in one of those four games. Yeah, very much so. I agree and glad it's going to continue, and we know it will continue. You know, every year Baylor and TCU will play in football. Um, the two teams that uh, have probably not lived up to expectations this year, uh, but again, down the stretch, big game, and it's almost like, you know, the records don't matter. It's just Baylor versus TCU coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's right. We've heard time and again through the years that we've all been in athletics that sometimes rivalry games don't mean a whole lot when it comes to records going in and hopefully that's the case with this one neither one of these teams have done quite what they uh should have uh tcu i guess got to win both the remaining games to get to a bowl so uh i think even these kids we have now although uh have missed some of that tcu rivalry particularly with the game last year they let get out of hand I've got a feeling they would really like to be the ones that bump TCU out of a bowl game, and uh, that would be a lot of fun on Saturday. Ricky, and you're down there on the sidelines, and and you know the coaches, and, I mean, you're right there as close as anybody. Uh, These guys, the Baylor guys, just to me, still have a very positive, upbeat attitude. Nobody's thrown in the towel. I think that's really impressive, you know, sitting at three and seven with two games to go. 
Yeah, it is. I think it would be pretty easy. In fact, probably easier than staying together just to fall completely apart, particularly when it's a year that wasn't expected to be like this. You know, going in, if he thought it was going to be difficult, uh, maybe it's a little bit easier to keep things together. But when you expect it to be much better than this and you're three and seven going into game number 11, it would be real, real easy to fall apart. And I think that uh, they've maintained a semblance of togetherness and playing together and playing hard and uh, not to make up for the fact that there's some mistakes and maybe not playing as well as they should. But I do not think it's a case of these guys in any form or fashion uh, quitting because that's not the case. Uh, they're still playing. They're playing hard. And we got to remember – a lot of young guys out there. I mean, I called y'all's attention last week, if you remember. We had three freshman corners, true freshman yeah. corners, in the game at the same time, running a nickel-dime defense. And you look up and you've got three 18-year-old kids out there against one of the best teams in the country. Uh, not exactly the way you drew it up, probably, but I think that also shows that there's some pretty good ball players in these younger groups. Yeah, you're right, and and really underclassmen and uh, in a lot of cases freshmen all over the field, not just a cornerback, but you know a guy like Brendan Bat in the defensive line, and just just so many others that are really, uh, you know, really in key roles for Baylor, even though they're underclassmen. Yeah, absolutely, and I think really the ones to point to to me are those two offensive linemen that are true freshmen because. That is not a spot generally where you see those guys play. That is a really a development position. I think it takes time not only to learn schemes and offensive, but to get the strength and the maturity to play that position because it's, I don't know, could be the toughest position to learn and, matu- and to mature at on the team, any team, not just the Baylor team. So. Right. I think that's a real sign of maybe things to come and also maybe things that we're seeing right now just with with those freshmen, particularly in the offensive line. Uh, That's just a tough spot for them and for us and also for Blake Shapen as he stands back there and tries to deliver that ball. And uh, we've talked about Blake all year. Man, kudos to him for hanging in there and playing the way he's played under – a really difficult spot with an offensive line that struggled. Yeah, he's really been a gamer, hasn't he? I mean, week in and week out, and he's taken a pounding on occasion uh, and, of course, missed, missed three games early in the year. But, golly, you, you can't find much fault with anything that uh, that Blake Shapin's done this year. No, and I always go back to one game in particular, the Tech game where he sacked seven times and still through for 323 yards. That's phenomenal. I mean, you think about what that took to stand in there and make those throws. And even some of the throws, throw out the sacks. He took shots when he was throwing the ball downfield and making completions. They'd run the waggle and the sprint, and he'd had guys right in his face right off the bat. I thought Tech did a good game of scheming us, and he was having to throw the ball after one step when you'd run a boot, and that's something that you would hope to be able to get outside, have time to look downfield, then deliver the ball. He was having to get rid of it immediately and then taking a helmet right in the chin and mm-hmm. still threw for 320. 
Pretty amazing. Ricky Thompson, our guest, former Baylor receiver and uh, on our broadcast crew. And uh, Ricky, as a former receiver, I know you'll appreciate uh, the fact that it looks like Keetron Jackson will be back this week. Uh, he's missed the last two games out with concussion protocol. But, boy, that would be a nice guy to have back and available for, uh, for the TCU game. Yeah, I think it's huge. It, and a shame for Keetron because uh, J.J. and I were talking during games. He was finally getting to the point where he was making plays and was the player we expected. It just takes time, I think, when you have these portal guys come in. They've got to develop just like freshmen almost into a new system. I really thought he started to play like he should at Cincinnati. Remember that one play he made, just a terrific catch downfield. Uh, the play he made that when he got hurt, what a shot he took against Iowa State. In fact, ended up targeting, and uh, the corner was thrown out of the game for Iowa State. But uh, that was a great play, great catch, and man, Blake needs him back. The offense needs him back, and uh, I am so glad for him that he'll be back in there this week. Yeah, very much so. Could uh, could be could make a big difference for the Bears against TCU. All right, let's go to Fort Worth. Uh, you know, you just never know what's going to happen when you tee it up, and I'm still waiting on this Baylor team. You know, to play a full four quarters, and uh, it could come this Saturday. And man, everybody would love that if that happened. Yeah, what good timing that be. That would make a good drive back from Fort Worth, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Hey, Rick, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. All right, you bet. Thanks. All right, thank you. Ricky Thompson, our sideline analyst on the Baylor broadcast from uh, Alliance Bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, two locations in Waco. Ricky's out there at the Highway 84 location. Go by there, and uh, it's there'll be some football conversation for sure, but just fun to kind of hang around there and visit with all the guys, uh, and I say that about the Highway 84 location, but um, the others as well. So, Check it out. Two locations in Waco, one in Temple, one in Georgetown. That is Alliance Bank, Central Texas. It is Baylor and TCU Saturday, our Baylor alumni tailgate show on the air at 1230 Saturday, live from Fort Worth, 230 kickoff. It's here on ESPN Central Texas. Television is on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Thanks to Ricky. We appreciate him. We're also brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management, helping